Hey everybody, it's Sam from National Sports Overtime, and we're continuing our discipline series today. Because as I was writing up the one that we talked about yesterday as far as obstacles, and I told you why I did that one, um, I realized that I needed to talk about discipline. <clears throat> I told you guys in the E plus R equals uh, O system article or podcast, whichever one you saw, that the discipline that we were talking about wasn't the kind of punishment. It was the kind of choices you make as far as to be self-disciplined, to someone hands you a workout. Are you going to do that or are you not? Um, and what I have a tendency to tell players when I talk to them I even sometimes tell the parents this, but every action that you do has a consequence. Now, that consequence may be positive or it may be negative. Now, I know a lot of people use... Every action has a reaction. I don't think kids really understand that because when they when you say reaction, they're looking for a reaction from a person. They don't really understand that a reaction could be that they don't get playing time or they don't get to start or something like that. So I kind of carefully chose that every decision, every action you make has a positive or negative consequence. Now, you have to have that conversation with them because consequence has a bad connotation where you're thinking punishment. And so does the word discipline. You don't want them seeing the word discipline as necessarily bad. Actually, I would like for them to start seeing it as a good thing, that they are d disciplined. I have a talk that I used to do, gosh, a long time ago, uh, when I first started coaching, if <clears throat> a team or a coach wanted me to come talk to them and they didn't have a subject that they wanted me to talk about um, they they didn't want me to inspire somebody with my story of being a 19 year old head coach um, then I always chose to talk about the three D's the letter D, as in determination, discipline, and dedication. 
And I spent some time on how discipline was a good thing. And so that's kind of where I want to go today because I hear so many adults say, I don't have any discipline. I'm just not disciplined enough to do that. Now, with adults, a lot of times it's diets or it's working out or it's a time management project. Um, You know, a lot of people have asked me, well, what system do you use to stay organized as far as you know, calendar, to-do list, habit forming. Do you like the Pomodoro uh, technique? You know, I am trying a new system. I am always looking for ways to get better. Now, am I the most disciplined person? Depends on what you're talking about. If you're talking about watching a certain series on TV, well, I can probably be the most disciplined person you've ever met. If you're talking about going to the gym to work out, uh, not so much. You want to talk about going to high school football or basketball games, then... Yeah, especially if you want to go with me, I'll sit and talk. I'll be disciplined about that. We can go whatever time schedule you want to set up. You want to go to college football? You want to go to college basketball when it's in season? Let's set up some times and some places. Let's go. But I found, like everyone else, things that I don't want to do or things that... I don't really enjoy doing, then I'm not as disciplined about. Well, that comes with your players. Yes, they want to make that winning shot at the buzzler. Yes, they want to make that big, outstanding block that will get them on TV. But do they want to, if they're a basketball player, come in every day in the summer and shoot game shots at game speed at game positions every single day do they want to work on their agility do they want to work on their footwork you know do they want to be down at the soccer field every single day working on their footwork and working on shooting with either foot, are they willing to work on their passing anglers? You know, same thing, tennis player. Are they willing to work in the winter at an inside facility where they can improve their backhand, where they can improve their angles, they can improve, improve the different shot selections that they have as far as getting top spin on the ball or not. So that's the thing when we as adults, whether you're a parent, whether you're a member of the community, 
whether you're a teacher, whether you're a coach, whether you're just somebody around kids, if you're always saying, I don't have any discipline, I am just not disciplined enough, you're rubbing off on those kids, and we've got to get our players to eliminate that from their language. We don't want them to be the next generation of adults saying that stuff. Because, see, when you say you don't have any discipline, then what you're really doing is you're separating yourself from your choices. You're putting the responsibility of something you don't want to do somewhere else. It's those BCDs that we talked about earlier. We want to blame something else. So that's what we're doing is I don't have any discipline because of my kids. Well, you're looking to blame someone else. It's really your choice. And you don't want to take accountability or responsibility for that. But yet, we'll get mad at players who are playing video games in the air conditioning to all hours of the night. And then when they're supposed to be at open field, they're supposed to be at open gym, they're supposed to be at whatever at 8 o'clock in the morning in June, or they're, you know, supposed to be somewhere at 8 p.m. in the middle of August, when they look at us and say, I don't really want to go, it's really hot, I'd like to play video games. They're saying the same thing you are. You just like your excuse better than you like theirs. And a lot of it is you see your kids or your players as what their statement is, what their thinking is. It's an excuse. It's blaming something else. It is allowing them to put the responsibility and the accountability of themselves on something else. It's the same thing you're doing as an adult. So what you need to remember when you're talking to a player, you're talking to your kids, is the reality is discipline isn't a possession. It's not something you can have. So saying, I don't have any discipline, doesn't make any sense. It's not something that is tangible. It's not something you can hold in your hand. It's not a possession. It's something you do. And you either do it or... You don't do it. You know why? 
because it's a choice. You choose whether to do it or you choose whether not to do it. It's like when I see injured players, and I've had them both. I've had the, well, I should say I've had all three. Because there's three types of injured players. There's the injured player that does want to make excuses. Oh, poor me, I can't believe this happened to me. This wasn't my fault. They chop-blocked me um, in football, and they tore my ACL, and oh, poor me. So, they're the player... That after a couple weeks, you know, their knee brace is is still on and it's still straight. There's no bending in it because they haven't been working. They haven't been doing um, ice heat rotation or anything like that. They haven't, they've gotten into a sedentary lifestyle. And working on that kind of athlete isn't about talking to tell them you need to be moving your toes, pulling your toes back towards you. You need to be pushing your your toes down towards the floor. You need to be icing this so many times. You need to be running heat through this so many times. It's not that. You can tell them that until you're blue in the face, and sometimes they'll do it while you're there. But the next day you're not there, they're not going to do it. And they may tell you, oh, forget. Really? You forget that you have a big, huge brace on your knee. You forget that you're on crutches. You forget that you're using a walker. You forget that you're grabbing a hold of your best friend to make it down the hallway in high school. Really? I don't think so. So you have the injured player that is saying, oh, poor me. It's not about telling them what to do. It's about setting them down and making them realize they're making a choice not to do something. You're talking more to them mentally because that's the hump they've got to get over before they can even start anything about their ACL injury. You have to talk to them about mentally where do you stand. Any injured players that have to be disciplined in order to come back or come back quickly or or come back just on the same schedule that you want them to, you've got to do mental checks. Where are they discipline-wise? There's more to coming back from an injury. There's more to learning a new skill. A lot of it 
is metal. And you have to get them to realize that. Then you have an, uh, an injured player that's doing exactly what they need to do. Everything that's written down by the doctor or the trainer or whatever, they do it to the T. Yes, mom and dad may need to remind them. Yes, they may need to put up signs around their house to remind themselves. Maybe they need to set alarms. Maybe just to make sure, not that they're doing it, that they're doing it correctly. That if they're supposed to be doing a certain exercise or doing an ice water or an actual ice bath or anything like that, that they do it when they're supposed to do it. Because I know there are some trainers or some doctors that say, hey, do this at 10, and then I want you about 2 o'clock to do this. They don't want you doing the first thing at 10 and then the second thing at 1045. Because it may cause some kind of injury. So you've got players setting alarms. You've got, and those are the kids you love. You still need to check on them mentally though. Because they're going to have some mental issues. We'll talk about that stuff later. But you need to check on them mentally. And then you have the third kind of injured player. Where they want to do double or triple and they think that'll get them back faster. You know, they're on week 11 of a 32-week or 36-week program to get them back. And they think, well, they've gave me this exercise to do twice a day. So I'm going to do it four times a day and it'll shorten my rehab. What they don't realize is twice a day is what their body can stand at that particular moment in time of their rehab. So they want to be overly disciplined and do it four times a day, thinking it'll get them to come back sooner. Well, in those early weeks of coming back from an injury, or those early days from coming back from an injury, a lot of times if you push it too fast and you hear about it with pro athletes a lot, they push it too much, they push it too fast, they push it too long, they re-injure themselves. Or they injure another part of their body. Because in order to do four of that particular exercise at this point of and stage of their rehab, they're having to lean on or compensate with a, another part of their body, and that part is the one that starts getting injured starts getting sore, starts getting giving them problems, and they don't realize it. You're supposed to be doing this exercise twice a day to get your knee back. Instead, you're doing it four times a day, and you're injuring another part of your body. 
other thing that people don't understand is discipline isn't permanent and it can't be established. And I see a lot of parents thinking, I've got to get my kid to be self-disciplined. It's like they're wanting to establish it. No. Um, See, this is a choice. This is an option. So the players, your kids or whatever, you're choosing, or excuse me, the player is choosing or acting your way into discipline. Discipline can change at any moment. I was one of those kids when, I don't know, I I think I started in elementary school. I know by middle school I was. That I was very disciplined in using a calendar and using a task list and, you know, penciling in no matter how many sports I was in, no many, no matter how many clubs I was in or whatever, I always read every day and I wanted to set a goal of reading, you know, this many pages per day or this amount of time a day or getting through, you know, so many books or whatever. And I was extremely disciplined. I felt like I had to be in order to get things accomplished in my life that I wanted to. And some parents would see me and ask my parents, how did you get her to do that? And, you know, my parents were like, I have no clue. Something, you know, that has to be done in order to be disciplined. told you 13 years old, I wanted to be a coach. I needed to learn to be a coach. I knew that. I penciled in time to spend with my high school coach, talking, breaking down film, learning how to scout. And I was 15 or 16 at the time, 17. I was doing stats. Why do these stats matter? What do we look for when we're looking for looking at stats? It took me time because of my age to understand stuff like that. And so I had to be disciplined. But it was always a choice. At any time, choose not to do it. And so later in my life, I wasn't nearly as disciplined. One of the reasons why is because I got into a job that I really didn't like. And at first, when I first got into it, what kept me going was the friends that were around. But then as those friends either took other jobs, um, they moved to completely different other companies, then I found out, hey, you've got to find a way to be disciplined in this. And I came to the conclusion I came to the choice. I don't want to be. I don't I don't like it. And that's where I had to make a choice 
Am I going to quit? Am I not? Is there any way I can find a way to be disciplined about this job? It felt like torture when I was going through disciplining myself. So if you're a player of a parent or you're a coach of a player and you're finding them coming to practice, them coming to open gym, them doing certain activities is killing them. It's pure torture for them to come in. You have a shooting workout for them to do in basketball, and they don't want to do it. They're late. When they get there, they want to talk. They don't want to put the shots up. They get a third of the way through their workout or a half way through their workout. They're struggling. And if they've got some of their friends that will pump them up, then they'll get through it. But they're the ones that sometimes also lie about the the workout that they're having or what they're doing. So when you are talking from now on, instead of saying, I don't have any discipline, you need to get your players to start saying, I didn't choose to be disciplined. I didn't choose to do the workout. I didn't choose to do whatever you told me to do. And so I think if you can get them in a different mindset at at looking at things, then you'll see a big improvement not only in that player but in your team and others who look at that one player you've actually gotten through. So we're hitting around the 30-minute mark. told you I was going to try to keep these short, but I got to rambling there a little bit. But anyway, I look forward to talking to you again. Um, I think we're going to talk about power next, or impact. Um, Not 100% sure about that yet. But I hope you're enjoying this. You guys know that you can always write me at nationalsportsovertime at gmail.com. Or you can hit me up on Twitter. My handle is not N-A-T sports O-T. So let me repeat that. It's not sports O-T. N-A-T S-P-O-R-T-S O-T is my Twitter handle. And I look forward to hearing from you guys. What do you think? What do you think I'm missing? What do you want to hear more about? I'll talk to you guys soon, and hopefully someday I will see you down the road.